Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. We're in the middle of a series that started two weeks ago about things that can make a difference in our life in 2017. And first week, Pastor James shared on living free from an offence or living free from offences. You know, some people are very touchy. Not only do they take offence, they take the gate as well. And we don't want to live that way because God has put his love on the inside of us. So we want to have a good year this year, amen? Forget the last year, we don't have what the past has gone, we can look to the future. And uh, last week we had Nina share with us about walking worthy, uh, who we are in Christ. And uh, we need to do that, amen. God wants us to have a victorious, you know Jesus came that we'd have life and have it more abundantly. Isn't that awesome? So today I'm actually looking at uh, a difference maker for you and your life. There's many, many we could do, but today we're going to look about um, positive thoughts make a difference. Positive thoughts in your life will make a difference for you in 2017. And uh, it's amazing when Pastor Tony asked me to share this, I had just... Uh, got a book off my wife, she'd run, read this book several years ago, and I'll tell you who it's by. It's The Power of Positive, Think- Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, and it was written in 1953. I was two years old at the time, I couldn't read it then, but I did pick it up and start to read it, I haven't got through all of it, but I found it very, very edifying, and obviously he was a, a minister and a very good uh, guy. It sold 15 million copies. So God knows what he's doing. So I was doing a refresher course. And you know, positive thinking is something that we all need to do. Amen. Nobody's arrived in this area, but thank God, hopefully we can leave and we can head in the right direction to make a difference in our lives. Amen. There's a guy, uh, there's a saying, you are what you eat. Has he heard that saying? Well, you are also what you think. And a guy called Ernest Nightingale said this, every one of us is the sum total of his own thoughts. Okay. You might not be able to see this, but in our family room we have a, um, a sideboard. And my wife bought these, they're little plaques. And if you can't read them, I'm going to tell you what they say. They sit on our sideboard, and I think they've probably been there maybe two or three years, but they're so good. But the first one is, which is this one, it says, keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Plaque number two. Keep your words positive because your words become your behaviour. Keep your words positive because your words become your behaviour or actions.
If we think wrong, then our beliefs are wrong. Then we speak wrong, then we act wrong. What we believe is a result of what we have been thinking. The Word of God is given to straight out any of our stinking thinking. Amen? Our actions often follow our thoughts. I want to plug a little book today, and it's available in the bookshop. This is my copy. It's by Kenneth E. Hagen, and it says, Right and Wrong Thinking. Now, you can't get a copy like this because this is 30 years old. But you can get an updated model. It's this one. It's still all the information is good. It's just been condensed, but it's all got the same in. Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth E. Hagen, and they're available at the bookshop after the service. You can see I might have looked at this once or twice. We all need help, and God will give us the help we need. Amen? So I want to have a look at our first scripture today in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Positive thoughts make a difference. It says here, for my thoughts, God speaking here, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as, high, uh, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I want you to see two things here. Thoughts, and then in the sec next verse, um, ways, thoughts and ways. We have two things here that God's talking about. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. But they can be. They can be. And you know God is quite successful. You ever thought of that? Yeah, actually, God sits in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. So we see here in this scripture, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, but they can be. And he wants them to be that way in our lives, amen? So see the connection between ways and thoughts, or thoughts and actions. Thoughts and then actions. John Wayne, just a bit of trivia, this is just in case it comes up. John Wayne, I've been told, if you don't know who John Wayne was, which some of the younger folk mightn't, John Wayne made a lot of Western movies back in the, uh, probably the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. And he wrote to Kenneth e. Hagen, he said, I've read your little book, Right and Wrong Thinking, and he said, it's been very helpful to my life. So the Duke realised the importance to think God's thoughts and to know God's ways. Amen. The battlefield of the mind is often where victory is won or lost. The control center. You know the enemy can try and get hold of something 
and he can uh, try and attack a fort out the outside, but if you can get to the control centre, you've got it. He can just press the button and open the gates and the doors or whatever and so forth. So a positive mental attitude will determine the altitude we fly in life, or even if we get off the ground, amen? You know, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're hanging around with the turkeys. Or the chickens. Let's have a look at our next scripture in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. This is New King James Version. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 now it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of what? Thoughts of peace. And not of what? And to give you a what? A future and a hope. Now you can often think, I know what that person's thinking. Probably not. Probably not. We can get it so wrong a lot of times. But you can know what God's thinking about you. Good thoughts, as a plan and purpose for your life, for you to be successful. Never ever worry what God's thinking about. He's thinking about good things about you. He's not up there in heaven with a big stick waiting to whack you one if you do something wrong. Because if he's, he wasn't going to do that, it's too late. You've already done plenty of things wrong. God is for you. Amen. God has great plans for our life. That doesn't mean they automatically come to pass. You have a part to play. You have to know, believe, receive, cooperate with the promises of God. Hold on to your seatbelts. I want to tell you something and listen very carefully. What you think about yourself, what you think about yourself has more impact on you than what God thinks about you. What you think about yourself has more impact on your life than what God thinks about you. This means that you can determine the level of success in your life. Proverbs 23 verse says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It doesn't say as God thinks about a man, so is he. It says as the man thinks about himself. Do you think good things about you? Wrong thinking can abort some wonderful blessing God has destined for us in our lives. Wrong thinking not only affects us, but it impacts the life of others. Do you know the story of um, the 12 spies? You know, God had promised the children of Israel to take them out of bondage, out of Egypt, out of slavery, and take them to a land that flowed with milk and honey. Amen. So when they got close to the land, they sent out 12 spies. And the 12 spies went out and had a look, and they came back and they reported they bought back a bunch of grapes too, by the way. And the bunch of grapes were so large. I mean, if you, sold, you, you sent little Johnny to the shop to get a bunch of grapes for his lunch, he'd need to take a few grown men. 
because they bought one bunch of grapes back that was so big they hung it on a pole between two men's shoulders and it was dangling on the ground. So the land was as good as God said it was, but ten of the spies came back with a bad report or an evil report and they said we can't do it because we're a pack of wimps. This story is in Numbers 13. In Numbers 13, verse 32, it says, they defeated themselves by small and wrong thinking. They said, we are like grasshoppers in our own sight. And we were also in their sight, the enemy's sight. Wrong thinking bros all things out of proportion. Because they came back and said, yeah, the land's good, but it devours the inhabitants. Well, you can't have it one way. Is the land good or not? How can it be devouring the inhabitants with grapes that are four foot high? You know, when you get negative, everything gets out of proportion. Oh, woe is me. You know, misery loves company. Nobody cares about me. Woe is me. Oh, they're looking at me. They don't like me. It's not reality. Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. They said, let's go and take the land right away because God's with us, he's for us. It's a piece of cake. The way we look at things ourselves determines the outcome in our own lives. Is the glass half full or half empty? Oh, we can't, go, we can't go to Aunt Betty's today because we've only got half a tank of fuel. Then Johnny goes down and says, yeah, we can go to Aunt Betty's because we've got half a tank of fuel. <laughs> go figure. You know, positive words, positive thoughts create positive words, they create positive beliefs. And you know, they'll keep you alive, they'll stop you from dying early, they'll keep you strong. And when all that bunch of whinges and complainers died out in the desert, in the wilderness, we have an account of Joshua 14, verse 10 and 11, uh, where Caleb says, Joshua 14, verses 10 and 11, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, and he said these 45 years... He was 40 years old when he got there and the winches and complainers stopped him from going in. Now he's 85 years old. Ever since the Lord has spoke to me and it says he was 85 years old. Verse 11. And yet I am now strong this day as the day Moses sent me and my strength was then and is my strength for war both going in and for coming out. He ran up a mountain, he's running up the mountain with a sword, killing the enemy at 85 years old. He's not doing this. I have no intention of having a walker at 85 years old. I am still going to be going strong for God as long as I've got breath in my body. See, 
He had positive thoughts. He got on God's team. Listen, God is a majority by himself. Join the team. <laughs> Amen. Some people just think it doesn't matter what you think. It does matter what you think. People say, well, let me tell you what I think. <laughs> I, I see, I see, I can see your problem. That's where you're going wrong because what you're thinking is wrong. Some people I have conversations with them and I, th- I say to them, look, I can't agree, agree with you because we'd both be wrong. We are being subtly programmed by the world instead of having our minds renewed to the Word of God. Our beliefs are the product of our thoughts and give actions to our belief. Proverbs 30, verse 32 in the World English Bible. Did we get that one? Anyway, I'll tell you what it says. It says, if you have done foolishly in lifting yourself or if you had an evil thought, if you had an evil thought, put your hand over your mouth. If you have an evil thought, put your hand over your mouth. Jesus put it this way in uh, Matthew chapter 6. It's easy to worry about what will we eat, what will we wear, Some people worry about that more than other people, especially women worry about what they wear. Not blessed like me, you know. It doesn't matter what I wear, I look good in everything. (laughs) I get up in the morning, look in the mirror, I don't even do my hair or do anything because can't beat perfection. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding, right? If you think I'm not perfect, ask my wife. So Jesus said, take no thought, and it's talking about the grinds of the life that get, try to get us down. He said, take no thought saying. You know, say, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything. Well, unfortunately, we need to progress a bit more than that because we can't settle in silence. It says in one of the Psalms, don't settle in silence. We need to get the Word of God inside of us and speak it out. Amen? So Jesus said, take no thought, saying. See thoughts, then saying. That's a thought and an action. Thoughts and actions. We need to have positive thoughts. Amen. Mark 5, we see a story of Jairus, who was a ruler of a synagogue coming to Jesus. He was absolutely frantic because his daughter's not just sick. She's deathly ill in a deathwood spiral. So he comes to the master and says, please come to my house that you lay your hand on it, that you'll live and not die. You ever had one of those days when everything goes wrong? So he, he, he's got Jesus coming to his house, you know, things are good, great. I'm sure that he's in a positive frame of mind, fantastic. And all of a sudden this woman called Budinsky came in and got healed. The woman with the issue of the blood. She gets healed and then Jesus turns around and said, and... To the woman, she said, he says, your faith has um, made you well. But she starts to tell him the whole story. You know what women can be like. Hey, men. I said, men. We know what women can be like. She starts to tell him the whole story. 
So while she's telling the story, and Jesus is saying your faith has made you well, a messenger comes from Jairus' house and says, don't trouble the master anymore because your daughter's dead. In Mark chapter 5, verse 36, it says, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. The Young's literal translation says, Immediately as Jesus was still speaking, immediately he, he cut straight in there. In Mark chapter 5, verses 35 to 37, in the Amplified Bible, in the classic edition, it says, while he was still speaking, there came someone from the ruler's house and said to Jairus, Your daughter has died. Why bother and distress the teacher any further? Verse 36 says, Overhearing but ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. He's probably going, imagine the machine gun of thoughts that are bombarding his mental arena. Amen. Jesus didn't allow the bad report to influence himself and encouraged Jairus to keep his thoughts positive and believe that everything would work out. Believe what? Keep on believing. Keep believing what we started the mission, that if I come to your house and lay hands on your daughter, she'll live and not die. Guess what happened? There's a good ending. He could have got an attitude, that woman got healed and stopped the whole process. Jesus just jumped in. Before he could blurt out anything negative from being his mind being bombarded, Jesus jumps straight in and says, don't fear not, just keep believing. Amen? Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. Why? Why? The answer's there in the third line. Why? Why will you keep him in perfect peace? Because he trusts in you. He's thinking on the answer, on the Lord, on the promises, God. It doesn't, what, what doesn't matter whatever situation or circumstance or storm of life that you face, there is an answer in, it, in God's word for you. Now, sometimes I might know the answer, but I'll go through the Bible and I say, there's got to be an answer here somewhere. There's an answer here somewhere. I just got to find it. Amen? So where do thoughts come from? Within us, from without, they can be injected from outside. We are getting overloaded by the television, news reports. Our minds are like a computer, garbage in, garbage out. Isn't that true? So positive thoughts can make a difference. What we think about is our responsibility. God does not do this for us. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, as a believer, God recreates your spirit, man. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. But we have to do something with our bodies. We have to present our bodies and we have to renew our minds according to this passage of Scripture. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, everybody say you. That means me. Say that. That means me. That's right. It's talking to you. Do present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say mind. 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Life is like a fire. Catherine Kuhlman said, to have trouble in this, in this life is just to be born. Just to be born means you're going to have trouble. Storms will come against you. So life is like a fire, and you can determine what that fire molds you into. You can be molded into the world system, be not conformed to this world, the world system, and get the world's result, or you can be conformed to the image of God, and God is a winner. That's why he sits in the heaven and grins at his enemies. Winners are grinners. Amen. This passage of scripture is not for the super saint or super Christian. It's just not for the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, or evangelist. It's for everybody. It's for you, saint or Christian. It's for everybody. Wow, it's getting quiet now. This is not just for pastors Tony and Patsy. We all have to do this. You know what the church needs most? It says in James 1, I don't know whether, what, which verse it is, somebody probably knows, but it says, Receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your souls. What are we to renew our minds to? It's either being moulded to one thing, either to the world system or the word of God. Amen? Romans 8, verses 5 and 6, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally mind is death, just in 24% of cases. Oh, it doesn't say that. It says to carnally mind it is what? It doesn't say some of the time. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Be carnally minded is that, but be spiritually minded is life and what? That's what people want. People, that's what people want. They want peace. That's why people are taking drugs, having sex, listening to music, rock and roll. They want peace. They get, they're not, that's not giving them peace. There's the Prince of Peace called Jesus. You get to meet him, that's a start in the right direction, but you've still got to present your body and renew your mind. Amen? Listening to the news at night is anything but peaceful. In that book I told you about by Norman Vincent Peale, one guy said he woke oh, I said a terrible night last night, he said, in the foyer with some men. He said, I listened to the news before I went to bed. And he said, I've got an ear full of trouble. Watch a big horror movie, R-rated movie before you go to sleep and think, oh, I had a terrible night last night. I wonder why. <laughs> he will keep him in perfect peace. His mind has stayed him, not on some horror movie. You ever heard people, cry? you know what a crying in the beer song? Oh, <laughs> crying in your beer songs? Crying, you'd be saying, oh, my girlfriend's left me. I lost my job. I lost my youth and the dog bit me. Whoa, 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 it's me. <laughs> Pass me another beer. <laughs> Only trouble with those songs is they're playing them the wrong way. 
Because if we play them backwards, he gets everything back. Having positive thoughts based upon the Word of God is our responsibility. Because when we think right, then we believe right, then we speak right, then we act right. Then we have success in our lives. God is not going to do what we have to do for ourselves. Amen? Here's some essentials uh, necessary for building positive thoughts. Cultivate positive thoughts based upon the Word of God. Recognize negative thoughts and deal with negative thoughts. So how do we deal with negative thoughts? Well, I'm going to tell you. Isn't it great? The Bible even tells you what to think. Somebody who went to a minister one day said, can you pray for me that I'll never have any more negative thoughts? And the minister said, do you want me to pray that you die? I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how much you read the Word. I don't care how positive you are. Negative thoughts are going to come to you. Believe me. Jesus said, the thief cometh. Ready or not. We just got to know what to do with them. Amen? Well, the Bible tells us what to do with them. Amen? Kenneth Hagin said this. He said, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop from, from making a nest there. We do not want to incubate bad thoughts and give birth to a monster. Amen? 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but are mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, or imaginations, the King James says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every, what is it? Every, every what? Bringing every thought into the captivity of the obedience of Christ. Take heed to what you're thinking. You ever had a headache sneak up on you? Now, I haven't had many headaches. I'm 65 years old, and I, I think I wouldn't have had, I probably wouldn't have had more than, wouldn't have had that more and more of headaches. But sometimes I do remember one snuck on me once, and I think, I'd had it for a while, and I thought, I've got a headache. You know what I did? I just spoke to it in the name of Jesus and it packed its bags and left. You know, that can happen with negative thoughts. A thought comes in our brain, we're thinking on the wrong thing and we start to get this thing festering. Amen? We don't need to do that. Amen. Let's go to Philippians 4 verse 4 and Philippians 6 to 8. I'll tell you, Philippians 4 verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Right, rejoice in the Lord always. Well, we know that's 73%, right? Always is 73%. So you're going to get a break. Why would you want to rejoice in the Lord always? Because he's got the answers. He's got victory waiting for you. He's got the answer to every problem you're ever going to face in this life. Then it goes on to say in verse, the Bible's going to tell us what to think about. In verse 6, ever been anxious? It says, verse 6 to 8, that's verse, that's verse 8. Verse 6 says, I'll tell you what it says, be anxious for nothing, 
<laughs> Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Why are you thanking God? Because he's going to get you out of it or get you through it. Sometimes you've got to go through a storm, but at least you'll come out the other side. And the light at the end of the tunnel isn't a train either. So let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which passes understanding, there's that peace again, will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, 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 this is what we've got to think on. Yeah, but my dog left me. I mean, I was a girlfriend left me. I lost my ute. They repoed the ute. My girlfriend left me and the dog bit me. You're better off without her anyway. Okay. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on, think on these things. God told Joshua to meditate on the Lord and then he'd make his way prosperous. Day and night he said, meditate on the Lord, on the law of God or the word of God. You know what God was saying to him, really basic Joshua? Yeah, that's in Joshua 1.8. Basically the Lord was saying to Joshua, if you're going to do anything for me, then you're going to have to think like I think. A good attitude will get you halfway there. No, a good attitude will get you all the way there. This is a mental attitude, a way of life, amen? Renewing our minds with the word of God, creating positive thoughts, and then being able to deal with negative thoughts, we can replace them. Now, I want you to do a little exercise just really quickly now, right? I want you in your mind, when I say on the count of three, in your mind... I want you to start counting mentally from 1 to 50. Well, of the count of 3, not before, right? Just mentally or not, you're going to count from... You can count to 50, can't you? Without having to take your shoes and socks on. You're going to count from 1 to 50 in your mind when on the count of 3. 1, 2, 3. Okay, now I want you to think about a dog, a big, black, curly dog that has long, shaggy hair and has a white tip on one of his ears and a white tip on his tail. Now, most of you will notice what happened when you started to think about that second instruction, you stopped counting. That's what you've got to do with negative thoughts. You've got to stop it and replace it. Stop and replace. Amen. Stop and replace. Think about this, you know what? You can't get saved by changing your mind. Peter was preaching to them on the day of Pentecost and he said to them, repent and be baptised. Because these same people, in a few weeks before, uh, some time before, they had Palm Sunday and they say, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord, and they're laying out palm fronds and Jesus is riding on a donkey. Then a few, sometime later, a few weeks later or whatever it was, they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. And now Peter's preaching to him, and as he preached, it says they were cut to the heart, and they said, what do we have to do to be saved? And he says, repent and be baptised. 
You know what repentance means in the Bible? It means to change your mind and change your direction. Do a 180. That's how you have positive thoughts. Amen? We get, think on things that are positive, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that have a good report. Amen. Can everybody just bow their eyes for a minute? and, and Not bow their eyes, bow their heads and close their eyes. And there could be somebody here today that your life hasn't been going in the direction that you want it to do. The way you want it to go. And what I'd suggest today for you, a good way to start off 2017 as we're heading out into this year, is to change your mind about God. And the way you can do that is you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and you can head out in a positive direction, in a positive way. So while every head's bowed, every eye is closed, I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. God in heaven, I have changed my mind and my thoughts about you. I am now going to change my direction by accepting Jesus. I believe that Jesus is your son. He died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I now ask Jesus to be my Lord and I thank you for saving me. Thank you, God, you are now my father and I am your child. Help me to have a positive impact on those I come in contact with. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.